0: This is Tennis Quick Tips, Episode 70. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips Podcast. With each episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. So what is one of the quickest ways to get re-energized in the middle of a tennis match? It's very simple. Drink some water. Being properly hydrated can keep you energetic and focused when you're playing a long match. When you're dehydrated, you can feel weak, Fuzzy headed and worse. In this episode, I get some great hydration tips from physician and marathon runner Dr. Jennifer Trotter about how endurance athletes, like runners and of course tennis players, can stay properly hydrated when engaging in several consecutive hours of exercise. Well, I am so excited about this episode of Tennis Quick Tips because it's my very first interview. In my recent year and survey, several of you suggested I try this out every once in a while, so that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm especially excited about my very first ever guest because she's someone I often go to for health and fitness tips. She's my very own sister, Jennifer Trotter. Jenny is a practicing pediatrician here in Houston, but more importantly, in my opinion, she is an avid runner. She just completed the Houston Marathon this past weekend, has run at least eight other marathons, I think, and has run so many half marathons that she can't even count how many. She is the person I go to when I have questions about what sports drinks I should use, what to eat before, during, and after exercise, how do compression socks work, what's the deal with sports jelly beans and gels. The list of questions I've asked her goes on and on and on. Anyway, we were talking about her recent marathon and she told me she was surprised at how dehydrated some of the runners were despite the fact that the weather was beautiful, not hot at all, and the marathoners she knows are usually pretty proficient with hydrating. So in this episode of Tennis Quick Tips, that's what Jenny and I talk about, hydration tips for endurance athletes because just like marathoners, we tennis players are endurance athletes. We're often out on the court engaging in exercise for hours at a time. So I knew Jenny would have some great tips for staying properly hydrated in these situations. So let's get to the interview. I'm talking to Jennifer Trotter today. Uh, She's a doctor, she's an avid runner, and she also happens to be my sister. And She is the first official interviewee for the tennis quick tips podcast. So Jenny Welcome to the podcast Um, Why don't you start out just by telling uh, what your background as a doctor is so people understand who you are where you're coming from?
1: Okay, okay, so I am a doctor. I'm actually a pediatrician So I'm not a sports doctor. I am a doctor who takes care of sick kids and helps well kids stay well Um, I've been a doctor for about 15 years, and I work here in Houston. Okay, and
0: I know your long and varied running background, but why don't you quickly talk about that, just because that's really um, more than your doctor experience. Your running experience is really what I want to get the best of today.
1: Right, so my running experience, I've actually been someone who works out fairly regularly for about 10 years, but I've only been running for about four years. I pretty much stick to the road, so I do a lot of road races, anything from a 5K to, I just did a marathon about five days ago. Um, I'm in Houston, Texas, which is really hot and humid, so hydration is something very near and dear to my heart. but um yeah i'm a runner
0: so how many marathons have you done now
1: um i think that was my sixth marathon was the houston marathon on sunday
0: and i know you've done a bunch of half marathons too do you know oh
1: yeah i've done too many of those to count um but but no i've done a lot a lot of racing in the last four years um
0: and in all kinds of weather right
1: Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, living in Houston, Texas, I've done a lot of racing and a lot of hot weather, a lot of humid weather. Um, We had perfect weather this last weekend for the marathon. It was 40s and 50s, but by the time I finished, it actually was getting into the 60s and was getting fairly hot.
0: Well, you and I have had discussions at various times about hydration and how to do it, what what's best, what you use, because I sort of look to you as the person for long periods of physical exercise who's actually thought about this and maybe is smart on it. So what I wanted to talk about was specifically people who are listening to this podcast are tennis players, but they sort of have some of the same issues that long distance runners have in the sense of they're engaging in physical exercise for over an hour, sometimes as much as three or four hours, and it can often be in really hot conditions. Um, So just to go over a really basic point, why is it important to stay hydrated when you're exercising for these long periods?
1: Okay, well water is very important for our bodies. It's um, necessary for a lot of the biochemical reactions your body does. It's necessary for digestion, for removing waste from your body, your kidneys, your sweat. It helps to keep you cool. And most importantly for athletes, runners or tennis players, it's really important to be hydrated to kind of get your optimal performance in, in your sports activities.
0: And what are what are the dangers of being dehydrated when you're working out for this long?
1: Right, dehydration is um, something that, that can negatively impact um, tennis players, runners, or any kind of athlete in a lot of different ways. Um, it can be something as simple as just decreasing your performance. Um, it can slow your recovery after a intense workout, but can it can also be uh, be very dangerous. Um, just in general in terms of, um, oh gosh, I don't know. It can be very dangerous just in terms of your general health and well-being. What I was gonna say is what what really is dehydration? Um, Dehydration is when you don't have enough fluid in your body, so it actually causes your blood volume to decrease. Um, If your blood volume decreases, the amount of blood pumping around uh, your body with each heartbeat goes down. Which what that means to to athletes is you're actually getting less oxygen-rich blood to your muscles, which means your aerobic um, performance actually goes down. If you're a runner like me, that might mean your pace slows down. But anyway, um, your performance is going to go down because you're just not getting enough um, oxygen-rich blood to your tissues.
0: So you said to me that you ran the Houston Marathon this past weekend and you had good weather. But there were people who you could tell were under hydrated. Like, what are signs? How do, how can you tell when someone is in need of, you know, hydration? Needs to drink something.
1: Um, that that's actually a really a really good one because I saw a lot of that um, on the on the race course this weekend. Um, it unfortunately affected some of my friends just random people I was running by, um, I could see they were probably either um, dehydrated or um, maybe they just didn't have enough um, carbohydrates or proteins in their body. Um, What you would initially see is just a general slowdown in your pace or or your performance. Um, Eventually, you might start getting tunnel vision. You might start getting dizzy. You might start getting clammy. Um, I saw people who were on the um, side of the course growing up. Um, that's probably an extreme version of dehydration but what I saw a lot more were people who were on the side of the road stretching their muscles just like I said before with dehydration if you're not getting enough oxygen rich blood to your muscles you're more likely gonna be cramping and so I think a lot of those people I saw on the side of the road having to stretch bend over touch their toes were probably having muscle cramps because they weren't properly hydrated
0: Talk about when you would hydrate. Like you're saying, a lot of these people, it was the middle of the race or towards the end of the race. Right. And right. what would have been good practice for them, or you can even say what your own practice is, as far as before, during the race, what should you be doing?
1: Yeah, I think, I think what you need to drink really a lot of times or how much you need to drink really depends on how long you're going to be working out and how intense your workout is going to be. I think definitely a lot of um, athletes are doing a lot of early morning activities, so they maybe have just gotten up from sleep and they haven't had anything to eat or drink for several hours. So probably starting out with 16 to 20 ounces of just plain old water is a good is a good base to to get hydrated before you even work out um but i think how much you're going to drink really depends on how intense and how long you're going to be out there working if you're just going to do a 30 or 45 minute workout which which um isn't too long you're probably fine just drinking water during that time most people think that two to four ounces every 15 to 20 minutes is a sufficient amount of water to stay hydrated though sometimes that can vary just based on the the climate you're working out if you're outside um, you might need a little bit more if you're in a more hot humid um, environment than maybe in the middle of the winter when when the weather's not quite so hot um if you're if you're going to be pretty much working out under 60 minutes um, But but more than that 30 minutes, you might want to add some electrolytes and maybe a little bit of carbs, which might help boost your energy or boost your performance. Um, If you're going for longer workouts, probably um, more than an hour, you're probably going to want to introduce a sports drink that does have some carbohydrates and electrolytes. And then more than two hours, you might need some kind of endurance sports drink that has a higher um, amount of um, carbs and electrolytes, but again, like I said, two to four ounces every fifteen to twenty minutes is a typical good rule of thumb.
0: What you're saying, I think, is before you even start, you should be drinking water when you get up so that when you get out to start your exercise, you've already like got some hydration on board, and then, depending on how long you go, Water's okay if you're maybe less than an hour, but after that you need to start moving into sports drinks with electrolytes and carbs. And definitely if you're over the two hour mark, which I know your races go over two hours and definitely almost every tennis match I play is getting close to two hours. Then there are more uh, performance sports drinks that are for longer periods of time. Well, Jenny, what do, you, what do you like to hydrate with? Like, I know you've tasted a lot of things and tried a lot of different techniques. What do you like?
1: I actually, um, for my race this weekend, is pretty much my standard. I just drink water. Um, I don't have a stomach for sports drinks because, especially in a race, you never know what flavor it's going to be or how sweet it's going to be. I have a pretty sensitive stomach, so when I'm out running, no matter the duration, I'm going to pretty much stick with water, but just like I mentioned, adding in carbs and electrolytes are important too. I I do that, but I do it in a different form. For my electrolytes, I actually take um, electrolyte capsules during runs, and for carbs, I usually take um, um, energy gels.
0: And those electrolyte capsules, you told me about, and I got some, they're... um the hammer and Duralite. Right, that's
1: right. Yeah, because and, uh, and they, they're nice. Some, some people take actually just salt tablets, but you know, there's more to your sweat than just salt. And the electrolyte tablets I take um, are actually um, nice because they have a lot more um, minerals in them. They have the sodium, the chloride, <laughs> potassium, magnesium. Um, and so it, it really does kind of help with, with um, with all the sweat you're doing, it's replacing more than just sodium.
0: And I like those a lot for tennis because I don't really like drinking sports drinks, but what I really like about them is I can keep them in my bag all the time. And a lot of times you don't know, are you going to have an hour long match or are you going to end up somehow playing a three hour match for whatever reason? So it. It doesn't matter if you forgot to bring a sports drink or if you don't have one of those powders, you can always carry those tablets with you. Um, So I wanted to talk about, real quick, a topic that I think is a good topic, and you probably do because you're a pediatrician and I'm married to a urologist, but I wanted to talk about looking at your urine as a quick and easy way to tell what your hydration is like. So do you pay attention to that?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean a lot of people um, will do that and it's a good way to judge after the fact how hydrated you have been or have not been. Um, Is When you go to the bathroom after you've worked out, um, you you can look at the color of your urine. Really dark urine means you probably didn't drink enough water and really um, clear urine could be that you drank too much urine. You're looking for kind of a light yellow straw color as you're as your ideal yellow color.
0: Yeah, I actually talked to a uh, sports nutritionist who works with pro-level tennis players, and she said at a lot of the tournaments that she uh, works at, they actually post in the bathrooms like a urine color chart because she said it was surprising how many young athletes don't realize that they're getting dehydrated and they don't know to look for signs like, you know, what's the color of their urine, how dark is it? I just thought that was a good idea.
1: You Um, know, something they had at the Houston Marathon this weekend that I thought was very interesting, I don't think it was super accurate the way they were doing it, but it is something you can do at home that would also give you a really good feel for how much um, fluids you need to take and and definitely how much you're losing is um, Some people will weigh themselves before they work out. They'll, um, when they get up in the morning, they'll um, get naked and step on the scale and see how much they weigh. They'll go off and do their exercise. um, And um, before they start drinking a lot of water after the exercise, they'll hop back on the scale naked and measure their weight again. And for every pound that you've lost, that's the equivalent of about 16 ounces of fluid. And so that's a good way to kind of see how much fluid did you sweat out during that workout. And that might give you uh, an idea in the future on how much you might wanna be drinking based on how much you know you're gonna be losing. Have you ever done that? No, I've never done that. I had a bunch of friends at the marathon who hopped on scales um, in in the convention center and weighed themselves, but they all had their clothes on. They'd all had something to drink already. Um, but then after the race, they had scales set up um, pretty shortly after the finish line. Um, I had some friends who lost three pounds during the marathon. One friend who actually lost six pounds during the marathon, um, and I, I would say that that's kind of scary. That's a that's a fair amount of um, of high dehydration. Yeah, marathon. was that a female? That was actually a man. Yeah, and you know what? He didn't even think he felt that bad, but. Um, but that was that was his weight loss. Yeah. Um, and they think that for um, if you lose more than two percent of your body weight during during your um, exercise, that is definitely going to affect your your sports performance. Yeah, we obviously know you're going to lose more during the hot, humid weather. Right. Well, the
0: last thing I wanted to ask you about was: Do you have? things you would say to avoid that are dehydrating like I gotta say I used to drink a lot of diet coke before during and after my tennis matches um Mm -hmm. also I drink a ton of coffee in the morning do do you have things like that that you would say you really should avoid those because they're dehydrating
1: well I I think that that's been uh thought that a lot of people had that if you're you're drinking a lot of caffeine that that could actually um, increase your urine output which might cause you to become more easily dehydrated but i think you'll find a lot of um, at least runners will be taking um, sports gels that have caffeine in them and a lot of people actually do drink coffee before they work out um, and what they think is that maybe that's not such a bad thing after all, that um, caffeine is maybe an acceptable, um, an acceptable thing to be fueling with while you run and that though you might have an increased urine output by taking caffeine, since we, we think it's a diuretic, you probably aren't going to um, lose more fluid than you actually consumed from drinking that coffee. Um, And they also think that a lot of people drink enough caffeine on a day-to-day basis that their body's kind of acclimated to that, that they actually may not really get that kind of diuretic effect. And they think also that um, if you're um, exercising, that 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 activity might actually negate some of that diuretic effect. So I don't know how legit all that is, but, but more and more people are taking caffeine when they're working out. And I don't think that it's such a such a bad thing that to do that um, people used to think it was.
0: Okay, good. So I can keep drinking my diet coke. You can keep
1: drinking That's your, all. Yeah, I'll <laughs> keep all. drinking soda, and we'll be fine.
0: Okay. Well, you know what, Jenny? Those are all the questions I had about hydration. You are very smart on this topic, yeah. as I knew you would be. And also, you are a very good uh, podcast guest for me to have for my first one. So thanks very much. I'm going to let you go do whatever it is you do, and um, I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay.
1: All right. Thanks
0: a lot. Okay, bye. So that was my first interview with Jenny. She is so smart and really knows all kinds of things about being an endurance athlete and how to keep yourself in the best shape possible to get the best performance possible. I'll have show notes for this episode over at TennisFixation.com slash QuickTips70, and I'll include in those show notes a link to those um, caplets we talked about that Jenny uses and that she got me on. They're called Enduralite Capsules. The manufacturer's name is Hammer Nutrition, and I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to check those out. I also want to be sure and say that Jenny is a doctor, but nothing in this podcast is intended as medical advice, especially if you have some kind of medical condition that tends to cause dehydration. So if you do have something like that and want more information, be sure and check with your own doctor about your condition. Finally, if you are really interested in building up your tennis endurance and fitness, then I know you'll be interested in my very first tennis mini course. It's called Simple Endurance Training for Tennis, and it's coming out in February. Using a combination of high-intensity interval training methods and a run-walk protocol, this six-week course will help you quickly and easily increase your endurance for match play and get fit both on and off the court. And if you visit the information page for the course right now, you can not only find out more details, but you can also get a free copy of the course's quick start guide. This lays out the entire course for you, shows you exactly what's involved, and is really helpful all by itself, even if you don't end up getting in the course. So just visit tennisfixation.com endurance to get the details and to grab your free copy of the quick start guide. And you'll also find a link to the course details in the show notes, which again will be at tennisfixation.com quicktips70. I hope you'll email me with your tennis questions or if you have suggestions about what you'd like to hear on Tennis Quick Tips. You can always reach me at kim at tennisfixation.com. All of my contact info, other Tennis Quick Tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found at tennisfixation.com. Thanks for listening and happy tennis.